Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of the season um, of Dear Death, season one. Today I'm just going to talk to you guys about the different stages of grief and emotions that I went through whilst I was grieving. So this is going to be a bit different because if I'm being honest, um, with my mom, when my mom passed away, I'm going to talk about those stages that I went through because where my dad recently passed away this year in August... I feel like I'm having to go through the different stages I went through when my mum died again, almost. So I'm going to talk about it in the sense of when my mum passed away rather than when both of my parents, like, when it was, like, it was both of them gone, basically. I hope that makes sense. So, and I'm also going to tell you guys a little bit about, you know, my dad, um, because I know that on the last episode, I pretty much went on and on about what happened to my mum in more detail, but my dad, I didn't actually talk to you guys a lot about you know what that looked like what happened and you know I kept saying how I was taking care of him I'm kind of going to dig in a little bit deeper as to what do I mean by I was taking care of him and why that is and I was speaking to one of my friends actually and she was like on your last episode you mentioned that everything was left to you what do I mean by that like you know when I say everything was left to me in terms of picking the coffin and stuff why was that why was it me and like what do I mean by that so I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper about that as well so the first thing i'm going to tell you guys about is the different stages of grief and if i'm being honest there are no stages to grief um there are no set stages if that makes sense like they like i can't tell you that everyone will say that the same stages as i'm telling you guys in this podcast today but for me the first stage that i went through was shock i like to say it's not just shock i'll call it shock numb and denial um and I remember when my mum passed away, actually, and I think it's actually the same thing when my dad passed away as well. I kind of went into shock mode and numb mode. And the reason I use the word numb is because I almost didn't feel anything. It almost like was not true. And like I said, because I was that person that was going to be making the decisions to say, OK, like my mum is being repatriated, like, you know, speaking to the funeral parlours and stuff like that and so I kind of went into numb mode because I had to be I had to be strong to make these decisions for my mum to be buried or for my dad to be buried so that's why I call it numb like for for like quite a few months I was in that that stage of numbness that stage of denial that stage of shock like this did not just happen did it um, I think it's only like after three to four months, that's when it started to kind of like sink in that, oh, like my mom is genuinely gone. Um, and what that stage looked like for me personally was I almost like I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about that my mom is dead. I didn't talk about um, how it made me feel or like what the thoughts that were going through my head. I didn't really talk about it. And because I was actually at uni when my mom passed away, I kind of actually had to be in that numb mode in the sense that you imagine you're writing your dissertation and you're also trying to apply for jobs. I went into that numb mode of, you know what, right now, we're not even going to feel anything. We're not even going to create a room to feel anything because there's no time to be feeling anything because dissertation is waiting. And I knew how much my mom wanted me to graduate. Like I knew how much she worked so hard for me to even come to the UK and like, you know, get a degree. That that was always her dream that all of us, like my brothers, that we get a degree. And obviously I was I ended up being the only one that went to university. So I was like, you know what? 
like we're never gonna think the fact that she's gone we're just gonna work hard and get that degree and um and it kind of pushed me hard as well to start like finding jobs and stuff because at the time I was actually applying for jobs already and I remember like calling my mom to tell her like oh mom like apply for this job do you mind praying for me or she'll be like send me a list of all the jobs you've applied for so I can pray for you um and then obviously when she passed I was thinking well yeah I still need to crack on with these jobs because now that she's gone like I think that's when it's kind of slowly started to sink in that now that she's gone I think subconsciously to be honest it was sinking in because I was like okay now that she's gone I, I I need something do you know what I mean like I'm gonna need I don't have that um I don't have that, um, I don't have, I don't know what the word is, but, like, I don't have anything or anyone to fall back on now, like, if, obviously, you know, when you're applying for jobs at uni, it's nice to know that your parents are there, because worst comes to worst, you don't get a job at, in the time frame that you want to get a job before you graduate, you just know that I'll just go back home, right, and live with my parents, so, obviously, now that had been, because now that had been taken off me, um, and I couldn't like, you know, like I didn't have that anymore to say, you know what, if the worst comes to worst, I just go live with my mum. And even though, um, not live with my mum, like, but like if worst comes to worst, if I don't have a job, I just go and rely on my mum and be at home, which would have still been fine, which has still been a good case, good, um, good case scenario. Right. And, um, another thing was like, when I was actually applying for jobs when my mum was alive, I was applying for jobs hoping that I'll get a job and then go back home and live with my mum and save money for like mortgage and like also help my mum because like my mum she you know had worked hard for so many years and I, I was thinking okay it's time to kind of you know start transitioning into a way of like trying to help her as much as I can so she can rest because my mum worked 24 7 honestly like Christmas day New Year's day whatever she worked so hard so I was thinking okay if I get a job I can go home and live with her so now the my thinking was like well now that I don't have that I need to crack on finding even a house to live in um you're probably thinking what do you mean find a house to live in but basically when my mum passed away literally like a month later we got a letter at, at my house in Ellsbury to say um you need to leave we've just we've just heard that um Annie Moronzi which is my mum's name has passed away so you've got about a month for you to leave the house basically and yeah the, the, the word is like you're being evicted basically and the funny the, the annoying thing I guess or the the why like it just made everything so difficult for me because at the time when my mum passed away for so many years it always just been me and my mum obviously I came to the UK with two of my brothers but they left to go like one of them got married one of them just started doing his own thing and like we weren't close to them anymore they kind of just left me and my mum to it um for so many years so just before she passed away yeah they started to like kind of come back into our lives but you know when you haven't like been so used to people having people in your life for so long like we went that close then we're just getting used to having that family like unity kind of forming back um so like when she passed everything fall like fall on me because obviously I was the closest to my mom like I was like I was literally my mum's best friend. Like, she was my best friend as well. Like, we used to even joke about, like, if I was to die, she said, like, she would even, like, end it as well so she can be with me. Like, I used to say the same for her. But obviously, the reality is when that happens, that's not what you want to do, right? Um, So, yeah, like, 
everything like kind of fall back on me like I had to like you know like this house now I had to basically pack everything so I was lucky that um two of my friends actually came with me to Ellsbury to pack everything every single thing in that house and I was numb still at that time because I knew that things had to be done things had to get done so I was like Dion I've always had this thing to be honest even since growing up when I went through things that my mind kind of my mind kind of has a time and a place to deal with things, which isn't necessarily the most amazing thing because it's almost like my mind takes things in and then it's like, okay, it kind of prunes things. Like it kind of like, okay, put things like into different parts of my brain. Like, okay, we're going to deal with this now, but we're not going to deal with this now. We'll deal with this later. Let's put it in a box at the back of your head and don't open it until you're ready almost. So, obviously went to that to my house packed some stuff got some of my um extended family or like family um i'm not really close to a lot of my family to be honest um like i said it was always just me and my mom like my a lot of my relatives um we weren't close with from like so, like since i came to the uk i think a couple of years later they were just saying mean things to my mom and like me and my mom just didn't like drama so we kind of just like had our own lives basically just me and her against the world to be honest it was like pretty much me and her against the world so everything did kind of fall back on me and I had to do everything and obviously pack the stuff now with my friends and put it in storage and um I remember actually after I finished packing everything I started crying like just before I left that house for the last time I started crying because I started to deep like wait this is actually happening like this house I'll never see it again like and I've not gone back since because it's just too much for me to handle at the moment um but I do want to go back though just even pass through and just see what the house is saying because I lived in that house for like so long right um but yeah like I started crying thinking like oh my god like I started reminiscing like seeing my mom when she'd come into the house and like come into my room and all of these things that all these emotions kind of hit me at once and I cried and then I was like, okay, put yourself together because we still have stuff to do. We've still got a degree that we're going to have to go do at university on. So put yourself together and you've done well. Let's keep it moving. It's almost like every time when I was doing these things, this is why I always talk about God. Because I feel like I couldn't have done any of these things without God. I feel like God almost like installed this this chip of strength in my body that... I I was just able to handle it all that even when I look back and when I talk about it I'm like how did I even do that because I don't think it was me it almost feels like God did something he put something inside of my body that just helped me tackle it helped me just conquer and helped me just like get through things and get through each stage right anyway so that was the first stage of grief that's what i experienced that was the shock the numb and the denial of like this is not happening this didn't happen let's just crack on with life like let's just do what we need to do and let's not even think about it and that's one of the reasons why i actually got therapy because the way things were just like life was just moving so quickly and the way i was handling things i was worried that if i don't talk about it or if i don't have like a remedy to grief then I don't know what could happen. Like, you know, you hear people that, you know, commit suicides. You hear people that, um, you know, mentally, like, it gets a lot and stuff like that. And I just didn't want to end up there. So I was like, you know what, Dion, you need to go to therapy because you don't speak. But at least if you have therapy, you're going to be forced to speak at least once a week. So I kind of made that conscious decision. 
to I guess that was the first step of me taking care of myself now that I didn't have my mum and then the second um stage I went through to be honest was pain or anger um I went through a stage where it was just so painful um but I think this stage I wouldn't say is gone if I'm being honest I feel like this stage is going to be there for the rest of my life it's something that I've accepted that with grief it like because of the love I had for my parents and the love I had for my mom and the love I had for my dad the pain will never go away the pain will never stop it's just that I'll have it in different phases that's something I've realized about grief that some days I, I can push through, some days I can pretend that I'm happy, some days that I can, you know, put on a face and be like, okay, let's crack on, let's do this. Then there's some days that I just genuinely can't fake it, I just genuinely don't even have the energy or the strength to push through or to um to pretend that everything is okay when it's not okay. And I've actually been having a lot of the, those days lately. I don't know, some of you might have seen on my tiktok because i've been having a lot of those days lately to be honest where i just feel weak i just feel exhausted i just feel so like so much pain and like so much like so many different emotions that are so overwhelming that sometimes i'm like how am i gonna do this like like the other day even i was driving my car and i was going to an event for work and as i was driving on the motorway i just felt like a wave of emotion that just hit me and like all I could think about was my parents and I was asking like where are my parents like god why did you take my parents why my parents and I started to cry and I was screaming I was like mom dad like I miss you I need I need your help I need like I need help and like so I think with that stage of grief the pain or anger I feel like it's something that's I'm gonna just have to adapt to almost is something that I'm just gonna have to accept that is going to be part of my life forever because of the love I had for my parents like yes it might not be every day that I feel that you know strong pain but it's always going to be part of my life now it's always going to be part of you know it's always going to be part of me basically like every stage that I'm going to go through everything I'm going to combat in my life I'm going to feel pain like it's actually um funny because I think it was last week I was actually watching an episode of um, Love is Blind. And I think it was actually the last episode, you know, when they get married and stuff. I don't know if you guys have watched Love is Blind, but they when they get married and stuff, after they obviously met in the pods and spent some time in the weeks, then they get married. And one of the girls that was on Love is Blind, she lost both of her parents when she was young. So I could almost, I could really relate. So I was watching it. And you know when you're just watching something, like, you're not actually you don't expect those things to happen like you don't expect to hear a lot about grief well because I have not been hearing a lot about grief like or even watching movies where they talk about grief a lot so I was watching that episode and the girl she was obviously she was she went to the um wedding gown shop and she was trying on dresses and then she just started to cry and she was like talking to um this lady that I don't know who it was to her but there was this lady that I think has been taking care of her since she lost her parents and she was just like you know this is the day that your parents should be there you know your, your this is the day that your mom and your dad should be there but mine are not here and she just started to cry and I started to cry and think wow like that's something I'm gonna have to go through everything I'm gonna achieve and everything I'm gonna do in my life I'm gonna face a wave of pain I'm gonna face you know, I'm going to face, like, 
I'm going to face grief every single time of the every single one of those times that I will achieve something or I will do something. I'm going to feel I'm going to feel a wave of emotion like she did. And obviously she was talking about how the the guy that she's marrying is really important because it has to be someone that's going to accept her for who she is. And it made me think like when you're actually grieving, you're like, it's almost like it's a new different person. Like I feel like I'm a different Dion um, now than I was obviously when my parents, when my parents were here. Like, someone that I'm going to marry for example they're gonna have to almost be okay to take me with this pain because it's gonna be with me forever you know I could be in the labor room one day and I'll be thinking where's my mom I wanted to hold my mom's hand like so with the pain and anger it's something I went through but I feel like it's something I'm still going through each and every single day each and every single week each and every single time and it's something that I'm just going to be going through for the rest of my life and it's something that I'm just praying to God that I accept that that is part of grief and that is part of my new life and um yeah so I'll leave that stage there and then the next stage I feel like I went through was reflection or loneliness um or working through, you know, I, I use these three different words because I feel like it's really like personal to my journey. And which is why I said there's no set stages for grief because everyone has different stages. Some people, you know, it could go the other way around. Some people, it's just different, right, for everyone. But for me, I feel like that really explains it. Like that really is personal to my story and um, the reflection, loneliness, loneliness and working through. When I say reflection is... um. I mean, like, I went through a time where I was just reflecting on everything, like, reflecting on my life and reflecting on the grief, reflecting on, like, the fact that I lost my mom and reflecting on, like, everything and just feeling lonely. Like, I remember last year, actually, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I just feel so lonely. Like, I know that I've got, for example, my best friend and I've got, like, you know, some people that are there for me whenever they can, I guess, but I still feel lonely. I feel like... I'm alone in this world and I kept saying to her I feel like I need my own community now because I'm in this new life this grieving you know what I say about grieving I always say this to people around me that with grieving you're almost in two different worlds right you're in a world where the normal world the world that you know your parents were still there or your loved ones were still there and you're in a world where you're trying to keep up with that life that you had when your loved ones were still there. For example, for me, when my parents were still there. Then I'm now in a world where my parents are gone and I'm trying to adapt into that world. And something I've realised about that is that you might be fortunate to have friends and have, like, you know, family that are able to adapt into that new world with you. You know, friends that are going to be like, yeah, you know what, Dion's not going to be the same Dion that we met at university. So that means as a person, I'm going to have to adapt so I can be the best friend that Dion needs in this time. So I'm going to have to adapt to be in that world with her, the, whatever that world looks like. If it looks like maybe she's happy today, that's fine. If she looks like she's not going to be happy in the next hour, whatever that looks like. Um, so I think for me, I was just like, well, I now need a new community. It's almost like finding myself in in this new world of grief, you know. Something I struggled with was the reason I felt lonely was because everyone around me in my friendship group, for example, I'm the first one that has lost, um, you know, her parents. And um, 
even my best friend she was like yeah like you you know your mum is the first person I heard of that like you know passed away that I knew like and obviously I'm really close to you so it almost feels like I lost someone in my world as well so you can imagine I'm the first one and I felt like I couldn't really speak to anyone about it I don't know about you guys but I really struggle to speak to anyone that hasn't lost a loved one about my grief because I just feel like they don't understand and that is the reality they won't understand because with grief is so new so hard so horrible so um unbearable that no one can even understand it even if you're grieving you're facing different things every day you're learning every single day let alone people that haven't gone through it they're never gonna understand so that was that was always in my head like I can't even speak to my friends I can't even speak to anyone like there's no point of speaking to them because they won't get it they won't understand because at the end of the day they can like you know go on their phone at the end of the day and call their mom and call their dad when they need guidance or when they need to just speak to them I can't do that I can never do that so how can I speak to people about losing my parents when they still got their parents and they can still call them and they can still do all these things with their parents so I kept saying to my therapist I think I need my own community so I started going on to google searching like support groups for um you know people that have lost their parents or support groups for people that have just lost a loved one and I came across a few actually and I was going to go to the meetups in London but something just always came up and I never went and um but that's when I started researching like you know trying to find people that are going through the same thing as me and I was actually lucky because on TikTok at the time there was this trend going on where people post um life since I lost you or life since you've been gone or something like that or life since you've gained your wings um like basically saying life since you they lost their loved one so I like hopped onto that TikTok trend and I created my own TikTok and as I created it you know when you when you don't think much of it so I just I was just creating it but as I was creating it I was actually deep in that this is my life like how how my life drastically changed but as I was also doing that I saw God in that I was like, you know what? So many people lose their loved ones if they don't even know where to start. But God was able to give me a job before I even graduated. God was able to help me and my friend find a house before we even finished uni. So we ended up, you know, moving into a nice house together. Like, God didn't give me a lot of time for me to be so much in my storm or in my sorrows for me to really like feel like I've been left alone to be honest God has been there like yeah sometimes I'm angry at God sometimes I'm like God why did you have to let this happen la 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 but as a whole the reality is God has been there through every single point some people lose their parents and you know they don't even have money to buy food or they don't even have a job they don't even have anything do you know what I mean but God gave me all those things before I even before I even had time to even worry about those things um so like yeah so when I posted that TikTok I was lucky enough to get people like to um like people were commenting and people started messaging me saying oh my god like I just saw your TikTok I'm so sorry about your parents and um like I'm so sorry about your parents and I also lost my mom I also lost my dad and I was like oh my goodness I'm not alone like that's when I was like oh wow I'm not alone in this world of grief there are people that are experiencing it because something about death is that before it happens to you or to someone close to you or before you experience it you don't actually think it exists or you don't actually really like take it in or you don't actually like comprehend or like 
really deep it that these things are happening every single day because you hear it right it's some right now as i speak someone has lost someone right now right someone's crying because they've lost a loved one and um especially during covid times you know there were so many numbers of all these deaths right but we take it for granted that we're still alive today we're still here like it's crazy because i i kept hearing oh someone's passed away because of covid and i'd really didn't deep it i was kind of like really like like I didn't really take it in. I was like, oh, so sorry for your loss, so sorry for your loss. But I didn't really take it in until it happened to me. I was like, oh, rah! Like this is a thing. This is happening. This is this is like the painful reality of life that we're all gonna die at some point. Obviously, yeah, it's so. It's just such a shame that sometimes you obviously you're never ready, right? You're never ready to lose a loved one. It's something that we all know that at some point we die, but you're never ready to lose those like around you especially your parents like come on the people that brought you here the people that named you the people that gave you the color of your eyes the people that gave you the structure of your body the people that formed you and like you know you get what i mean like you never think that you lose those people um but yeah so once i started to actually find like my own community like finding i've actually made like a really 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 good friend through that tiktok um because obviously like she messaged me saying like oh my god i lost my mom and then we met up and then we started talking about grief and like we started bonding about it and like you know talking about maybe even pet peeves of grief like and stuff like that and it just made me feel more like oh okay i'm not alone because every time i was like surrounded by my friends or like even when i go out for cocktails or like, like meals or whatever i always felt like i'm alone because everyone else like you know they'll go back home to their parents but i wasn't so that actually started to make me feel better um but when i actually look back to that tiktok to be honest i don't know if you guys have watched it but you'll see it it's pinned as the top tiktok or my tiktok um and my tiktok name is dion067 for those of you that might want to know and basically when i went when i did that tiktok yeah i didn't really deep it so one time Obviously, I went on my TikTok and I seen all these reactions, like all these people like saving it and stuff like that, and people commenting, and some people commenting like some crazy stuff, like you know, like I can't imagine to be alive after losing my parents and stuff like that. And I started to deep. I was like, let me watch this video. So then I watched it as if like it's not my life, as if I'm just watching this girl's video or this girl's story, and it's not me. And I started to cry, I kid you not. I was like, oh my goodness, this girl is going through a lot. And I was like, wait, what am I saying this girl? It's me. Like, this is my life. This is my reality. And that's why I feel like God, again, he's always there. Because sometimes I don't even deep it. Sometimes I'm, I just live. And people are like, oh, you're so strong. And that doesn't mean anything to me, by the way. When people say you're so strong. I don't believe I am. I feel like I've been forced to have to be strong. Like, what am I going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've lost my parents. I'm not, like... I am trying to be strong, but I wouldn't say I'm the strongest person. Like, I'm not strong. But, yeah, thanks to those that do say that, though. Um, But, yeah, like, that's when I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm actually going through a lot. And I started to really deep it. And, um, like, I, like, I then went through a stage where I wanted to, like, just really not be here. I was, like, I started to really deep my life. I was like, why am I here without my mum? Bear in mind, this is before my dad passed away, right? Because my dad passed away this year in August. So that one, I guess we'll talk it through as we go on, on this season. But for now, we'll talk about those stages I went through with my mum. So last year, actually, um, I got COVID. So that's when I went through the grieving stage of, what can I call it? 
maybe fighting through it or survival or I don't know what to call that one but I went through a stage where I was like I don't want to be here without my best friend like my mom was my everything like why am I here without her um and then I got COVID actually one of the months end of last year and when I got COVID guys for me it wasn't actually the COVID that was painful for me it was sitting there in my bed thinking this is what my mom went through even worse because she had obviously underlining health issues so I was thinking this is what she went through and it's it's almost like I was reliving the the days when my mom was ill and then she passed away so mentally COVID really like really done a number on me to be honest like it really like I started to really deep my life I started to cry to God I was like God please take me please like I don't want to be in this world and I remember there was one night I was actually like crying and I was like I was researching on Google ways to kill yourself, like the easiest ways and the most least painful ways to kill yourself. And that's when I was like, oh my goodness, this is bad. This is really, really, really bad. The fact that I'm even researching this right now, um, this means it's getting out of hand. So I researched it and there's actually a number that I came across on Google, like a 24-7 um, Samaritan helpline thing. Um, good Samaritan helpline, something like that. And I called them because I was the guys, I was going through it that night and I called them and annoyingly they didn't actually answer. Um, but at the same time, maybe it's good that they didn't answer, I don't know. But they didn't actually answer and I called them like three times because I just really, really needed help. I just really like I just really needed help. Um and I called the good Samaritan and they didn't answer called them like three times they didn't answer and then I remember just sitting there in my pain that's how I can describe it I remember sitting there on my bed thinking god like why why is this happening to me like and this is just my mom right I'm like god like take me I don't want to be here I don't want to be in this world without her. I can't even do anything without her. Like, who's going to guide me? Who's going to... That's another thing about grief, right? Because every decision you make, you know, there's so many decisions we make in lives where we ask our parents or we ask them to co-sign it or, like, you just want that parent, like, you just want a parent to just co-sign it and tell you, like, you know, yeah, this is how you're going to do it or don't do that or do this or do that. And obviously, I couldn't. Um, So, like, yeah now I'm just losing my train of thought but basically I was just like I don't want to be here God take me and yeah and to be honest I don't know how I came out of it again this is why I bring up God because I feel like I honestly felt as if within those days of COVID that I really went through it mentally I felt God's God's hand I felt God almost pulling me out of my wilderness pulling me out of this pain, this grief, this unbearable feeling of grief, this this suicidal thoughts thing. I felt like God was pulling me out of it to say, you've got this. Like, I'm giving you the strength. I'm giving you the, just trust me. Like, and that's when I started to pray that God help me hold on to your hand. Help me recognize your hand in the middle of my grief. Like, because sometimes, obviously, like, you know, we all know that God is there for you every single day, right? Even when you're going through things, you know that God is there for you every single day. 
But for you to recognize and feel God's hand, for you to then hold on to that hand and say, I know I'm going through this right now, but I'm going to hold on to God's hand so I can get through it. It's difficult. So I started to pray that God help me hold on to your hand. And it's crazy because I know I'm saying God, 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 God. But the truth is, guys, there were times when I was like, who's God? Like, even I know God right now listening to this, going to be like, yeah. Like, there were times I was like, who's God, though? Because why would God let my mom and my mom pass away? And then my dad. Like, I have, I've had moments when I'm like, who's God? Who's that? Like, because if God was here, the God that I've been praising my whole life and worshipping my whole life wouldn't let that happen to me. Um, So I went through that. And then after that, I started to go through a stage where I'll say, working through and acceptance this is when I started to like even my therapist started to notice me the way I spoke about grief because I think when I lost my parents or when I lost my mum for example I I thought grief was something that would just end one day like you just don't feel it you just move on with your life and like you keep it moving but I started to actually accept that it's something I'm just going to be working through my whole life it's something that I'm going to have to adapt to it's something that I'm going to have to learn the new day on and this is something I'm still doing like I said like this is it, 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 you know it's a working progress right with grief so I thought this is when I started to think okay this is actually a couple of months ago when I started to say okay like grief is not something that's just going to stop tomorrow grief is something that I'm going to have to just work through it's something that is going to be there for the rest of my life. I just have to accept that my parents are not here, but I just have to accept that, um, I just have to accept that, you know, this is going to be part of my life and I just have to adapt to it. And I just have to find new ways of getting through it. And I just have to find ways to get through it every day, you know, the strength to wake up every morning, whatever that looks like. Um, and I start to accept that, yeah, my mum is not coming back. And I think it helped when I went to Zimbabwe, actually, to see where my mum was buried. Because that's when I was like, oh, yeah, this lady ain't coming back for good. Like, because when I was in the UK, obviously, my mum used to do, like, work where she would go for weeks and be working somewhere. So I think part of me subconsciously taught, thought that she's just at work, she's going to come back. But when I went to Zimbabwe and saw her grave, I was like, oh, right, okay, like, she ain't coming back. So I think that also helped me in terms of, like, accepting that my mum is gone. When it comes to my dad, we haven't got that far yet. We're still on the um, shock, numb, and denial um, stage. So I think this is something that I'm personally finding difficult um, when it comes to my grief because I feel like with my mum's grief, I was now starting to get there when I mean get there I mean accepting it and like starting to just live with it and knowing that this is my life and then when my dad passed away in August I almost feel like my brain is even confused because it's like oh with mum we were on the last stage of grief but with dad we're on the first stage of grief so how do I balance how does my mind hold that and how does my mind carry on or like how do I even carry on with having both of those um different stages of grief like on a different spectrum almost so it's something that I'm struggling with like some some days I'm like do I think about mom today or do I think about dad but I think my dad because it's still like a shock and numb stage and denial is something that I'm still finding difficult I'm almost just thinking that he's still there in Zimbabwe somewhere and I can call him and I can text him 
it's only when I'm having the most horrible days I'm like I go on my messages with my dad or my mom then I'm like okay these lot ain't coming back these lot like but one thing I would say guys about my grief is that I've been lucky enough to have received love from both of my parents since I was young my dad spoiled me he loved me even before he passed away when I like went out with him in Zimbabwe he was like telling me how like I'm his favorite <laughs> favorite um favorite daughter favorite child like even the the pastors at his church were like you shouldn't be saying that like you shouldn't be picking your favorite um, and he was like nah like Dion is my favorite like I love this girl to death like she's literally like amazing like she's one of those she's like one like out of my child out of my all my children she's that child that I look at and say god I'm grateful for for you giving me this seed and this daughter and it just gives me so much peace to know that they love me that my same as my mom like my mom was like honestly she loved me she told me every single day she loved me she told me every single phone call every single like me and my mom used to like ah we just had such an amazing relationship and I thank god for that because that's not part of my grief because I know some people they didn't have great relationship with their parents so like they're grieving as well as like having these feelings of I wish I was better with my mom or I wish we had a better relationship or there's so much I could have said to them but I'm just like that's something those are the things that I hold on to and thank god for that at least I had a good relationship with them and this is something that I can cherish forever um like even when I'm having my bad moments or like you know when I'm trying to like find some motivation I just think about how much they were so proud of me and how much like they like just loved me um but yeah so that was like my last um you know stage of grief and when I say I finally accepting grief in terms of my mum I don't mean like that I've moved on or satisfied with what happened or anything but it's just the stage of the process where like I start to accept the loss and feel the need to like make an effective move like to move on with my life and like because like we all eventually have to acknowledge right that it is over and you have to try to move on like unfortunately because unfortunately with the world the world moves on everyone else around you will forget that you lost your loved one everyone else around you will forget that you lost a parent but you won't forget that right but and you still have to go to work, you still have to put on a brave face and be smiling, you still have to, like, be there for your friends, you still have to be there for people around you, you still have to make decisions in life to carry on and stuff like that, so it's just one of the things that for my mom, I've accepted that she's gone, um, and I'm working through it, and I'm reinventing Dion, and what Dion looks like without her mom, and what Dion looks like without her dad, um, I know that I said I was gonna also talk about, you know, like, my dad and what I meant by him taking care of me and why everything was left to me but I think I'm going to leave that for next episode because this has already been quite a long episode um but yeah I hope like you know this kind of gives you guys an idea of what grief looks like and the different stages that some people go through when they're grieving like I said you know everyone has different stages of grief everyone has different ways of handling it but this like these were my um stages when I was going through it and this is like yeah this is personal to my experience um but I hope it kind of gives you an idea of what like my life has looked like in the last year more than a year and a half um since I lost my mum and then like what I guess my life will look like in the next year whilst I tackle the different stages again for my dad 
what a life right what a life but yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and um yeah i'll see you guys on the next episode i'll see you guys next week at 7 p.m again and um but yeah feel free you guys to message me on my instagram it's called dear death podcast or my tiktok dion 067 um if you have anything that you like you want to say or anything that you you want me to mention or anything that you really want to know more about or um like in terms of my grief and stuff but honestly have a great week ahead i know that tomorrow is monday and the week begins so hope you all have a lovely week and thank you so much for listening to my podcast and i'll see you guys next week bye